Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swole podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. Uh, and, and I'm sure other people are thankful that I'm not hosting the show this week. Yeah, and uh, full disclosure, I uh, am going to have some background noise. I got the dogs just running rampant. My office door is open. I got a lot going on. It's just kind of how it's going to be. Um, I just had my wisdom teeth taken out. Ooh. Uh, so my wife is making me mashed potatoes Ooh. and bringing them to me at some point because I am not able to eat solid foods. And uh, that being the case, I'm like fucking starving to death because like I just can't I can't eat much stuff. Uh, so I need this. That's true. I remember when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, it was probably it was probably my favorite day, because uh, it was a school day, uh, and you know after I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I was all kind of fucked up. My mouth was bleeding, but uh, they brought the GameCube downstairs, and I played Madden on my TV for about eight hours. Nice, uh, and it was on the the big CRT TV. My dad came home from work, didn't even yell at me because I was still playing Madden after he left. Uh, it was great. No one, ha- there were no consequences to any of my actions, uh, and it was the best. My favorite GameCube game was Legacy of Kane Two, uh, or Legacy of Kane Blood Omen Two. Uh, game was real good back in the day. I was a big Legacy of Kane fan. It's, uh, I wish those games would come back. It's a gothic horror masterpiece. I was kind of into that beautiful Joe game. You remember the Fred Durst wannabe guy? Yeah. Yeah, that game that game was something. Yeah, so I I did have the teeth pulled. Um f- full disclosure, like I watched uh some stuff that I'll talk about in downstream and then or yeah, downstream quick hits. Uh and, you know, I watched our, our main review. Didn't get time to watch Gunpowder Milkshake because, like, I did get to take, you know, the day off of work for having my teeth pulled out. But, like, uh, we also uh, went back home for my my nephew's first birthday party because, yep. like, uh, Vanessa hasn't really gotten to see her family much and didn't get to squeeze in Gunpowder Milkshake. So I'll have you tell me about that movie, and then I'll probably yeah. watch it after, uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, we'll I didn't want to make you wait until, like, 8.30. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, salt and pepper would be nice. S&P's the way for me. Actually, yeah, I don't want that in here, but I do want it on that stuff. Oh, God. There it is. Thank you, dear. Hello, dog. Okay, continue. This man has his mashed potatoes. It's fine. Uh, 
Oh yeah, we'll just we'll just move Gunpowder Milkshake to uh, Quick Hits and not even devote a, devote a segment to it because oh, okay. uh, my my thoughts on it are very short. I thought they may be. So, uh, otherwise, uh, h- how are you? And before you say anything, that reminds me of uh, my favorite song title from an indie band from Pittsburgh. Uh, they had they had a song entitled, but other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's not a. Uh, it's not too bad. I'm recovering. Uh, my wife is now closing my office door. The dog has run past her into the room, and now he has followed her out. And we're clear. Hooray! So now all that's left is you eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> now it's just me eating mashed potatoes. Because it is, as I said before, the only thing that I can get past my uh, gullet at this point. Because they're so soft, and they just go right there. Um, I also don't have full range of motion in my jaw. Oh. But... I can't wait to hear like, the interesting slurring like, sounds stitches, you make. Yeah. I don't think I'm slurring my words unless I'm just not hearing it, but like, I don't know. It was definitely an adventure because like it took a little bit for the bleeding to stop. So like I, uh, I had the thing done. I I was coming out of anesthesia and like the, the person at the oral surgeon's office was like explaining to Vanessa, like my care instructions. Um, so like I come out of anesthesia, like mostly. And I'm like, can I have the teeth? And she was like, <laughs> no, we threw those away. And Vanessa just looks at me and she's like, why would you want the teeth? And I just like do a line like around the collar of my shirt. Like I'm saying, like, I'm going to make them into a necklace. <laughs> and she was just like, go back to sleep now. Uh... What's the fucking song from Bash Brothers where they're talking about the puka shell necklace? It's like that. <laughs> Had to go re-up at the puka shell store. Hey, Mark, welcome back to your favorite shop. Put the pukas in the bag before I blow my top. Because me and... <laughs> me and JC Hose. about to smash back to IHOP. IHOP, IHOP, IHOP. Uh, if you guys haven't watched Bash Brothers Experience uh, and you've listened to this podcast before, uh, fix it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was I was feeling sour about life with uh, my painful mouth. Um. So I had Vanessa take me to Target, uh, and I bought a uh, Jumpstart four pack for Magic: The Gathering. Nice. Uh, and I got some some new ones that I didn't have. So I got uh, there's. There's one that I was looking for for a while. It's uh, walls, so it's all creatures that have defender. And then the card assault formation, which allows them to uh, deal damage equal to their toughness instead of their power. It's uh, an interesting piece of tech. So, uh, But as I was uh, walking through Target, I was just like bleeding into my mouth through the gauze. Yep. So like by the time I made it to the checkout, I just had a mouth that was like completely filled with uh, my own human blood. Yep. <laughs> so like, I scanned my card, and the the checkout girl like said, "All right, thank you." And I just like 
locked eyes with her and nodded. And then you played and the first I thing left. that came to your head? Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry that I can't communicate with you at this time. Eh, it happens. I was at my I was at our pre-release, uh, my pre-release for uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms yesterday. And uh, I kept trying to shake people's hands after I finished the round because, you know, sportsmanship. But then I was like, oh, wait, they're still wearing masks because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, yeah, uh, uh, so we did the elbow touch thing. Uh, Also, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell my last opponent, GG, even though we drew. I don't know why, uh, but I didn't. So if my opponent, for some reason, is listening to this podcast, I apologize. I meant to say uh, GG and give you an elbow touch. <laughs> I thought about going to uh, an event this weekend because new magic set just came out, but uh, didn't just didn't feel like it. My tooth hurts. That's some that's some baby shit talk. Yeah, I would have been like, "Hey guys, look at my cool bleeding mouth." Yeah, just like pull my mask down and spit blood into my opponent's eyes like that fucking lizard in Texas. Have you seen that lizard that spits blood as a defense mechanism? Uh, I have not. It's pretty brutal. Um, also, like, last last bantery thing. I feel like I've ruined my nephew with uh, turning him into a giant fucking nerd. Because uh, when we went home, he was just sitting there Painting Warhammer 40k minis. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. And I was like, oh no. Um, I, I've, I've done this. I'm not into Warhammer, but like, I started him down the path. You see, you're, you're doing what like, the war on drugs people would call, like, you gave him the gateway drug, and now he's mm-hmm. moving on to the hardcore shit. It's true. All right. Uh, well, with that, let's move over into what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. Uh, and I'm sure you're not drinking anything. Or, and if you are, yeah, uh, good I, for um, you. I'm I'm having a bi antioxidant cocoa fusion Madagascar coconut mango. Uh, it's got one gram sugar, no artificial sweeteners. Uh, I have beer in the fridge. I feel like if I drank it, I would get a yeast infection in my empty tooth socket. Yeah, that's fair. How much did that that drink cost you? Because that sounds expensive. I don't know. It was from a gas station, and my wife got it while I was putting gas into our vehicle. Oh, okay. Because I drove four hours today. Yikers. And she drove four hours yesterday. Uh, also, yikers, I get to drive nine hours next month. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a gin and tonic with the uh, noblest gin that Christiani told me about. Uh, it's very smooth. It's probably the, the smoothest gin I've ever had. I'm glad that uh, Christiani takes care of us. It's true. Christiani, if you know a good single malt, uh, hit me up. I'm on my mobile. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Stacking Triggers, our Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, this week we talked about, call, uh, no, not Calder Complete, uh, no, it's not it. Uh, Phyrexian Completion, and why you should just submit. Uh, and I just sat there submitting yeah. the, the entire, the entire episode. 
It's a lore episode where I tell you the story of a game about cardboard rectangles. Yep. Uh, next up, go sign up to our Discord. The invite link is in our show notes. Do it. It's the best place to talk to us, even though uh, we don't, we're not super on there. Uh, because no one's conditioned to be on there yet, but condition yourselves. Be on there. Go go hang out and chat about random shit. Yeah. Maybe if you join, you'll catch me streaming Subnautica on there or something. Maybe. And finally, I had a guest spot on Two Peas on a podcast. Uh, it was an unintentional Dan and Gerald crossover week, because uh, we also recorded an episode of uh, Movie Journey together. Uh, we talked about top five Netflix original series, uh, and I angered one of Gerald's wife's co-workers so much because, uh, I was apparently, quote, very disrespectful to Gerald on his podcast. It's, it's a fucking podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't... It's, it's jokes. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, Gerald and I have talked about it, like... Neither of us holds against it the other. I don't actually hate Gerald, uh, as you can tell by listening to last week's episode, where I was very fucking nice to him the whole time. Uh, but, I mean, somebody thought I was being very disrespectful. Uh, I just thought I was being funny, well, and Gerald didn't seem to care, so. I'll uh, I'll submit this to the courts. If uh, Gerald's gonna be that thin-skinned and get upset about it, then he doesn't deserve our respect, necessarily. And he's not. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, he he just took everything in stride and moved on. And I moved on. I forgot basically everything that I said uh, until I listened to the episode again. I was like, oh, yeah, that was funny. That's some funny jokes there. So uh, I don't even remember what it was. So it must not have been that ground shaking. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, if that person thinks I'm bad in Gerald's episode, just wait until I share the logs from the fucking patron chat. Yeah. I don't know, it's, uh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm settled in, I got my computer hooked up, my internet hooked up, uh, so I was finally able to fix my Patreon settings. There you go. Uh, and update my payment info. So now, Gerald doesn't think that I hate him. Yeah. Because I guess, like, as as soon as he got a notification that, like, my payment didn't go through, he was like, are you leaving my Patreon? And I was like, no. No, it specifically says on Patreon who who's declined and who like canceled or other su such things. All you have to do is look and like actually inspect, and everything would have been fine. Yeah, it's gonna take more than that for him to get rid of me. That's uh, true. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, before we get into the meat of the show? Not at all. All right, uh, then move us into news. Oh shit! It's mail time. All right. Uh, this was the biggest story of the the week, uh, up until maybe about uh an hour and a half ago, where I realized what the story was actually about. Uh, so Netflix has terminated three marketing executives for essentially complaining about upper management in a Slack channel. Uh, these comments go against Netflix's real values tenet, which states the thing that starts most bar fights: you should you only say things about fellow employees that you say to their face. Uh. 
Among those criticized is Bazoma St. John, Netflix's chief marketing officer, who became the first black executive for the company last year. Uh, and because of that, Netflix had to come out and confirm that the messages were not racist and that that uh, there was no like bigotry or discrimination in their messages. And that's not why they were fired. They were they were specifically fired because of the real values tenant. So it kind of sounds like their official policy is like along the lines of fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, so the way this story was originally presented was that uh, so much St. John was also included in those people who was talking shit about upper management. And so it sounded like she was also fired, uh, which eventually after some critical reading, uh, I discovered that was not the truth. But uh for a while there, it looked like uh, Netflix had a defense against the dark arts teacher problem uh, with their C chief marketing officer because oh. they would have gone through three in the last three years and they would then be on their fourth. But that is not the case. What did Snape teach originally? Potions? He's the potions master. Okay. But he always wanted the defense against the dark arts position. So that's why they eventually gave it to him, because they brought back Professor Slughorn, who was a former prof uh, professor of potions. Does anybody in the entire Harry Potter canon use potions at any point? Uh, yes. I guess polyjuice is a thing. Yeah, the poly the polyjuice potion, a aka we need the the characters to do something that they wouldn't be able to do in their normal bodies. How can we fix this? Oh, polyjuice potion. Okay. Are there others? Do they use uh, anything else? Uh, like, I'm sure there are. But, uh, oh, they use, like, Veritaserum, which is basically, like, you know, truth juice. Uh, you know, hmm. that kind of stuff. There, there are examples of potions being used all over the place, but uh, it's not, like, they just... I guess they're, like, that underappreciated part of the magic community, you know? You know a lot of stuff about Harry Potter, huh, bud? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. Uh, I, I enjoyed my time with the books when I was a child. Uh, I enjoy my, my time with the movies now. You know, uh, I retain a lot of information inherently, so I just know too much about most things. It's kind of like how I am with Lord of the Rings and telling yeah. Gerald about it. Gerald, would you like an hour-long dissertation on uh, things that happened before the movie that don't actually affect the movie, except for like the last <laughs> the last fifteen minutes of our conversation, which are succinctly surmised in the first five minutes of the movie? Yeah, I just did that so that I could talk about it. That's fine. <laughs> so long as you just, as long as you recognize it, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, this, like I said, this is a bigger story before I actually reread the article, because, you know, uh, another chief marketing officer going down would have been uh, horrific. But that is not the case. Uh, Bazoma St. John is still with the company. So uh, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about other than Netflix's bizarre corporate culture? I don't know. I feel like... Uh... Like, they almost had to meet them at the flagpole or something. That's just such a weird thing. Like, hey, don't talk shit about people behind their backs. Oh, okay, you're fired for it. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Our next one is actually the biggest story of the week now. Uh, Netflix has hired Mike Verdu, formerly of Electronic Arts, Zynga, and Facebook's uh, Oculus division, as their VP of Game Development. It's a, uh, a Farmville man. Yeah! Oh man, remember Farmville? Actually, I don't yeah. think he was there for Farmville. I think he he was specifically for, like, after, uh, after the, the Facebook game craze of, like, 2010, or whenever that fucking was. Yeah. He was mostly with Electronic Arts in their, like, mobile division. Uh, so, like, Plants vs. Zombies, that kind of stuff. Plants vs. Zombies is very good. I still play the first Plants vs. Zombies. I enjoy it quite a bit. Netflix will be offering video games alongside their TV and movie content on the service as a new type of genre within within the next year. Uh, so basically, just think of it like... Um, it says Netflix original series, Netflix original movie, Netflix original special. It'll be Netflix original video game. So just play with your remote. No additional charge or those details are forthcoming. As of now, no additional charges. Uh, who, who knows in the future? No idea how you're going to play this shit. Uh, I'm very intrigued by this because... It seems like they're just going to be another mobile game platform. And it's a service that has an app through iOS. And iOS, uh, or I'm sorry, not iOS, Apple, uh, basically told Microsoft that they couldn't offer their xCloud streaming, or I forget what it's called, but like it was beta test-wise known as xCloud, where basically it's like their game streaming platform. They wouldn't allow their game streaming platform to be an app through uh, through the Apple Store because uh, all of those games would then individually have to go through certification from Apple uh, and also cut into Apple's business in terms of like game downloads. So okay. I don't know how the Netflix app is going to be handled on iOS when uh, there's already an issue with how Xbox is going to do their business on iOS. Hmm. Uh, but are, are you going to play some video games on Netflix? Uh, probably not, because usually while I'm watching Netflix, I'm already playing a video game because I own a Nintendo Switch. Why, why don't you buy the Nintendo Switch Pro? AKA the Steam get deck for uh 4.99 cuz I don't want it. I Okay, so this is why nobody will ever like move into Nintendo's place in handheld gaming. Nintendo builds for it. Everybody else is trying to get their like console and PC gaming experience onto handheld and that's not what that's for. I don't want to play like well, I was going to say Doom, but I do own that on Switch and played through it on mobile. But, like, I don't want to play, like, AAA games most of the time on a mobile device. I just don't. Like, that's... I have a TV and a computer and a PlayStation. Sure. The the mobile is for... That's where Binding of Isaac and Monster Hunter lives. I don't think you're wrong. It's just I, I think they want people's there's a competition for screen time now. 
Uh, and I mean, Netflix right. has talked about this for years, where everyone wants to be on as many devices as humanly possible in order to take up as much of your time as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, eventually, it'll it'll be just like Ready Player One, where we're just in the fucking oasis with our headsets on, and it'll suck as much as that movie. It was an adequate movie. It was an adequate popcorn movie that I've never thought about since. Yeah. So that's the thing. It was, uh, it was entertaining, throwaway, whatever, entertainment. I watched it. I didn't feel bad about it. And I'll never go back. That's true. Uh, just like Avatar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be interested. I just assumed that Netflix would keep up with developing video games for every platform of their properties. Like, we have a Stranger Things game, we had a Cobra Kai game, we had a Dark Crystal Age of Resistance game. Like, there are other games that you can just make, or there are other movies and TV shows that you can just make a a game out of. Did the Dark Crystal game ever come out? It did. Like, eight months after the show did, which is just premier marketing. Which was just like, Weeks before the show got canceled or something. Uh, that sounds right. Let me look this up. I remember it was canceled like late or like late August 2019. Our Crystal Age Resistance Tactics came out. Oh my god, just give me an actual fucking date, not 2019. <clears throat> Alright, Nintendo, you're my only hope. Do you think Mickey's gonna... Wait, what? Take over Dark Crystal. Do you think do you think that's going to move to live at Mickey's house? Uh probably. Wait, what? Was it really February Along 2020? With the Winter Soldier. Holy fuck, it was February 2020. When the game came out? Yeah. Man, we totally missed that, huh? And when when did it get canceled? Oh, it released in August of 2019. Okay. That's that's where I got it wrong. Oh, and then in September of last year, it, it was announced to be canceled. Okay, that's where I'm. That's where I got confused. So even still, like it re- it released like six months after the game came or after the series came out, which is basically a death sentence for the game sales. I don't know. I uh, I just wanted to throw this in here because like we were talking about handheld gaming and stuff. Um, while while I was home visiting family uh i went to like look through some of the shit that i still had at my old place and uh got all like my game boy advance and my uh my nintendo ds and all that kind of stuff and brought it back so yeah it's cool i i have the uh the arctic white game boy advance that some child destroyed that you were talking about the one time yeah, that's true. Uh, my most famous video gaming, I'm never letting children touch anything again story. All right. Um, next up. Uh, this time, Netflix is facing another lawsuit from a former director in the business and legal affairs department. Nandini Mehta alleges that she and other women of Indian origin were discriminated against, citing racist comments and severe pay discrepancy. Her salary was three hundred thousand versus seven hundred to eight hundred thousand for her male peers in similar positions. 
Her suit also states that Netflix has been dodging taxes in India by claiming to not have permanent establishment in the country and therefore being subject to different tax laws. If this claim is founded, Netflix could be hit with an operational ban in India. Per Netflix, Meta was fired from the company due to repeatedly using her corporate credit card for personal expenses. This is a story that's going underreported right now. Because I saw one thing about it and no one else has really fucking talked about it at all. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a kind of a bombshell, I feel like. Yeah. Because, like, we ha- referring to the earlier story, we have uh, three people who went against their real values tenant. And now she's saying if there's racist comments, and I mean, I guess if they're, they're being said to her, so I guess that follows under Netflix's, uh, you only say things about fellow employees that you say to their face. So, I mean, <laughs> technically they said it to their face, so they're okay. I Jesus. guess that's how that works. I hope that I that know. is not the policy. That better not be the policy because that's fucking horrifying. But like, how? It's. I'm about okay. I'm about to get potentially controversial here. I have always felt that the gender pay discrepancy is overblown for women who make less than I want to say about. per year. The reason I say this is because if you're making that much per year, you're basically paid the exact same as every other person in your position. The gender pay discrepancy is then made up by the 1% jobs like this one, where she is making 300,000 versus anywhere from 700, 800,000. Yeah, so like at our at our level of employment, like the gender pay gap is possibly present, but like virtually non-existent. Especially yes. like my my position specifically, like everybody who holds my position at the company makes the same rate. So like if a female holds my job, they make the same amount that I do. Right. But then like executive level yes like it happens that like that is where the discrepancy lies yes this is a this is a difference of uh four like half a million per year if this is accurate and i mean that's easy to 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 find out because all all the court would have to do is subpoena payroll records from netflix Mm -hmm. and then just you know compare w2s from that period of time uh so like yes i understand like the whole anti-gender wage discrimination gap thing but i've always felt like the people it's always targeting are the people who make the most amount of money and therefore it's again the one percent asking us to fight their battles for them because we want equality for everybody Meanwhile, there's no equality because we're still making way less money than them. Yeah. Well, fucking Elon Musk has a billboard that says, like, hey, be nice to millionaires. We're just like you. That's true. Fucking creep. Go back to space. That's fine. Everyone complains about them going to space. Good. We want them to go to space and go the fuck away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's that, there's the racist comments, which, like, I mean, that's, one is easily provable, the other one's basically he said, she said, 
We don't know unless it they're documented the comments. She said bullshit. That's uh, true. Then there's the fucking tax dodging, which I mean, on one hand, uh, multi-billion dollar company avoids taxes more at 11. Hmm. Like that's normal shit that happens. Yeah. Versus an operational ban, meaning that Netflix might have to fucking cease operations in India in some kind of fashion if they're found to be uh, doing such things. Yeah, this uh, this whole story is pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. I just I just can't believe that brand would do this. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. I uh, I just look at this and I just go, I mean, none of this is shocking, but the fact that it always comes out, and I'm sure... Alright, uh, more disclosure time. Uh, my least favorite person on Twitter when it comes to anything Netflix-related is Scott Mendelson, who is an entertainment reporter for some publication. Because every time he tweets... Every time something negative comes out about Netflix, he always tweets out, uh, reason number blah 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 blah, Netflix is not your friend. And it's like, yes, Scott, we fucking know they're not our friend, you fucking idiot. We don't care. We know you yeah. hate just Netflix. Every fucking company does this. Right. Well, it's like, I don't know. Did you did you know that, like, Amazon doesn't treat its warehouse staff well? Yes, everybody fucking knows that. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I like getting my packages in two fucking days, guys. I don't know. I've I've pretty much stopped using Amazon entirely. Just That's fair. Out of the the whole principle of the thing is like they've they've signed me up for Prime like against my wishes twice now. Oh, and I'm just not doing it. Cuz like they they automatically like tack it on to your order sometimes. And like they they kind of have it engineered in such a way that like you know, there's I'm I'm always going to be buying more than $25 worth of stuff, so I'll get the free shipping anyway. But then it's a button like, "Hey, do you want free shipping?" So of course like you hit yeah, but what you're really agreeing to is for them to like add Amazon Prime for a year for $100 onto said order. Yeah. So uh look and then, like, there's also the fact, back to the story, there's also the fact that she was apparently fired for using her corporate credit card uh, for personal expenses, which... Right, so it's a uh, revenge thing, potentially. Potentially. Like, I, I'm sure that's the, net, the, the narrative Netflix is trying to portray. It, we're not going to hear anything about this until it actually goes to court, because that's how lawsuits work. They... Mm -hmm. The, the initial complaint gets filed. There's no more news because no one talks about it because they have to actually proceed with the case. everybody is under subpoenas and NDAs. And right. Uh, and it's possible this gets settled. Who knows? Yeah. And I, likely uh, this is going to get settled because Netflix doesn't want any of the uh, India tax evasion stuff to get public. Yeah. And uh, in all likelihood, this is the last we will ever hear of this. Big true. Isn't it great how <laughs> corporations can control the flow of information around them? Yeah. Gotta love it. All right. Uh, our final story is that as I take off my glasses to clean them and I can't fucking read the screen in front of me because I am so goddamn blind. Uh, I'll see it. 
Per oh, Netflix, on the fifth anniversary of the release of Stranger Things, 196 million households have chosen to watch at least one episode of the series. It's very rare we get lifetime numbers, uh, but also I just kind of wanted to reminisce because basically uh, the birth of Stranger Things was the birth of this, com- this podcast. That's true. Even though uh, we talked about Stranger Things, what, a month after it came out, basically. Yeah, but it was, I don't know. It was like the first Netflix original that was like, not, not like popular because there were really popular ones before that. But it was like, it was the one that was just like on everybody's lips for like a long time. Like everyone talked about like all the other stuff too, but it was also like, hey, look at this fucking stream. We're trying to get into original content. And then it was like, oh, they might have something here because it was something that was good and and like generally acceptable as opposed to, you know, like House of Cards, which was inherently political and uh, not everyone's speed. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say like no Stranger Things, no WandaVision or, you know, what have you. But like, I don't know, definitely paved the way for a lot more like original streaming content. It was kind of the proof of concept that made the whole thing work. Yeah. And then the get down came out a month later and you all let it get canceled. Yeah. I'm kidding, of course. They had a hundred and thirty million dollar <laughs> budget for the first season. There's no way that's tenable in any way, shape or form. Oh, no. All right, then we'll listen to Downstream uh, for a trailer for a show that only Caleb was interested in. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Now I'll talk. Uh, This is a trailer for Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild. Uh, Not affiliated with the Mila Jovovich uh, Monster Hunter movie. Uh, In a world where humans and fearsome monsters live in an uneasy balance... Young hunter Aiden fights to save his village from destruction by a dragon. So this does look like it's a proper monster hunter show slash movie, because I don't know. I also don't know. Like, I I don't know. I saw, well, like, obviously the first uh, thing that it shows in it is Lunastra, like destroying the village and that's what they have to fight also like dragon in this context means elder dragon which in monster hunter is like monsters that can't otherwise be categorized so it's not literally like a dragon it's like kind of a chimera thing it's got like wings and the body of a lion and i don't know some draconic features i guess but Looks like a big dragon with, or a a big lion with wings. And it spits fire. Uh, But there's a lot of other monsters, like uh, there's Devil Joe in the trailer. There's Tetsacabra. Velocidrome is here. Uh, That's a popular monster. Um, What else? Kongalala, the fart monkey. The... it's it's literally a a monster that it's a giant monkey that farts at you. <laughs> and it, it gives you like uh a a stinky condition where you're too grossed out to use your health potions. So it makes it harder for you to heal. It's uh it's all improvised, it's very funny. So there's there's a bit of the quirkiness from the Monster Hunter series of games in here on display, I guess. 
Um, I don't know. It looks... It's CG animated. Uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within came out like 20 years ago, and it looks better than this does. Yep. (laughs) So, I don't know. Uh, So, it is a movie. So they could have just the, rendered it in the game engine and it would have looked better. Yeah. Using the like, existing assets. Like even Monster Hunter World, say what you want about that. Then that game looked very good, even though like it, it has a specific style, but it also looks very good. So I don't I don't get it. Like, why? Why does this look like this? I don't know. Uh, the the thing I noticed from the trailer is that Dante Basco is uh, voicing the main character. Yes, that's true. Uh, everyone will know him as either Rufio from Hook or uh, as Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. I completely blanked on his character name for a hot second. You know, I never put it together that Rufio was Zuko, but like that definitely is his voice. I'm waiting for him to show up in The Dragon Prince because, you know, it's former Avatar The Last Airbender people and 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 they already have Jack DeSena in as uh, Callum, who was Sokka in Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. This has been uh, Nerd Voice Actors <laughs> with Dan. Uh, come back next week when we talk about Johnny Young Bosch for 27 minutes. Uh... That's that's true. Well, uh, let's do quick hits where Caleb can tell us all about everything he's watched over the past couple weeks. I I did get my internet hooked up finally, like uh, an hour too late to do the podcast last week, which I wouldn't have been able to watch the movie anyway because of that. Uh, so I did watch Fear Street 78. Um, I I get a lot of the things that you guys were saying about it, like, oh, why why can she survive being stabbed 30 times? But I guess, like, that's also a spoiler for the movie we'll talk about this week. That, that is true. Direct, that is what I said to Gerald. They directly address that, so. Yep. Um, I don't know. For my part, like, I liked it well enough. It has the same problems the first one did. And I don't know, it just it it pulled a lot of its punches like I want to see a kid get decapitated. But thank you. They uh, I don't know. They showed like the older kids get murdered and the the younger kids, it cuts away and implies their death, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I just wish they would have been more ballsy. Yeah, I wanted a bit more mean spiritedness from it. That's it. That's uh, the whole review. Um, yeah, I sorry. guess two and a half. Oh, so you're like smack dab in the middle of me and Gerald. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but like the first thing that I watched as soon as I got my internet hooked up was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Dun, 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 dun. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I've seen this movie a hundred times. I do still prefer the first Terminator. 
just because like it's a, it's a different kind of movie. Jimmy Cameron does his thing. Um, I don't know. We talked about this the other day because I was talking about it to you on Discord. But like, yeah, um, he's a fine filmmaker. Uh, this Jim Cameron, but like, I don't know. I really like the first one just being a horror movie with sci-fi elements. Like it's it's a chase movie, and this one does have some like really great chase scenes, but like. Uh, they lean more into like action movie and the Terminator's not always as threatening, I guess. But there's just so many things in this movie that work so incredibly well. And like this movie came out when? Like 1992? Yeah, 92. Uh, so it's been 30 years and liquid metal is still the coolest fucking looking thing ever. Yeah. Um, like the the scene where uh it hides as like the checkerboard floor and like uh resubstantiates itself behind the guy from by like pulling from under his feet is like the coolest scene and uh yeah i don't know they they do some really creative things with it but uh as i said before like um there's things that i like about terminator 3 uh, but like <laughs> the, the biggest problem with that movie and all the subsequent Terminator sequels is that like J- Jimmy, Jimmy C like went so hard at it that like there was nowhere to go after the T-1000. Correct. Like it's, it's an impossible act to follow cause this movie is just fucking massive and such a spectacle and like still holds up 30 years later. Um, so like, I don't know the franchise similar to what he did with alien, like, uh, the franchise kind of died on the vine after the second installment. Yeah. Um, although I like alien resurrection cause I'm a piece of shit. You are. I mean, there is the direct comparison to alien and aliens with this because alien is a horror movie. Aliens is more of an action with horror elements movie. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't call this Terminators. Right? But we gotta talk about Judgment Day and Miles Tyson! He's Miles Tyson! <laughs> Edward Furlong was a bad actor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This movie's really good. Uh, I know. I know he's the Titanic man and the Avatar man and everything, but like... I I would say this is my favorite thing that James Cameron has done honestly. I like I like I like Aliens a lot and like I'll watch that movie anytime. I think I like Terminator 2 better than Aliens. Well, Catherine Bigelow is my favorite thing that James Cameron has ever done. Whoa. All right. That was a good one. Yeah. Um also like conspicuously absent from our watch schedule has been America, the motion picture. Cause I know that like it was a 4th of July thing and everybody was talking about it for a minute. Uh, Bill is having us do that at some point. Um, so I won't really like talk about it, but I, I tried to just see what the, the hype was that everybody was talking about. Uh, 
and I got about 40 minutes in and shut it off. <laughs> so spoilers for a later episode of this show. Yeah, that, we- uh, that is currently scheduled for uh, the August 24th episode. It's just... I just don't get it. I don't know why anybody would, <laughs> would want to watch this thing. And then the last thing I'll talk about is a podcast. Uh, Netflix has created a a Stranger Things uh, companion fiction podcast, which is a tie-in to the book Rebel Robin, uh, which is about Robin Buckley's backstory, in case you needed to know. Uh, the podcast is called Surviving Hawkins, uh, and is about Robin talking to her favorite teacher at Hawkins High School, uh, all about how school sucks and uh, Hawkins is a hard place for kids to live. Um, so, like, context-wise, this is, like, taking place during Stranger Things Season 1. So it's, like, right after Barb and Will Byers go missing. It's... Okay, I'll I'll continue to listen to it. Like I said, it's a companion piece to a book that I'll never read cuz I don't Yeah. I don't really want to read uh a Stranger Things young adult fiction book about the the backstory for a character that wasn't in the first two seasons. But we have to know everything about her. I guess, I don't know. Um I like Robin a lot as a character. I don't know that she's necessarily the most compelling character, but um I do I do like her a lot. Uh the biggest thing that like this show gets right is having Maya Hawk come back to do the voice of Robin. Yes. The biggest thing that they do wrong is not getting any of the other actors to come and voice their characters. Uh, so we have Andrew Nowak as Steven Harrington and Shelby Young as Nancy Wheeler, whoever the those people are. The fuck is Joe Keery doing that he can't, he's too busy to do a fucking podcast? I don't know, man. Combing his hair. His hair is great. He's got great hair. He cut it uh, at one point. He he had this horrendous looking bowl cut. What a monster. For a hot minute. But uh, I don't know. The show's fine. It's just a little... It's just like about a teen dealing with high school. And uh I don't know. These problems matter. Yeah. High school is a very serious thing. It's not a bad little show. I don't know. Like I I think that I want to like it more than I actually like it because I really enjoy like old radio serial dramas and I want to see that format make a comeback as podcasts. Sure. But, like, this ain't it, bud. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Gunpowder Milkshake uh, instead of doing it as a third topic because this is just easier. So, uh, I'm just going to give non-spoiler thoughts. I'm not going to spoil the movie for anybody. Uh, General gist is this. Karen Gillan is an assassin. Her mother, who is played by Lena Headey, was also an assassin and left her alone for 15 years because of a thing she did. Uh, and then, uh, Karen Gillan does a thing, 
and also as a child follow her around uh that it's she didn't get pregnant she she just like did something with her dad uh and now she's got to defend the kid and herself because the bad men are coming after her the batman the batman it's simple we have to kill the bad men <laughs> So, like, this movie is very stylish in the way it's shot. Like, it feels like a mix between Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino with, like, the general vibe of it, with also, like, some neon thrown in there. Uh, But that's, like, the best thing I can say about it, because, like, otherwise it's, like, horrifyingly average. Like, it's just, like, a standard action movie that does all the standard action things. Like, Karen Gillan is fine. Lena Headey's fine, Michelle Yeoh's fine, Angela Bassett's fine, Carla Gugino probably shows the most range of emotion, and she's on screen for maybe five fucking minutes total. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's a fun throwaway movie. Uh, There's no reason it should have been an hour and uh, 54 minutes. None. Like, Uh there should have been 90 minutes tops. But uh, I I guess we want to just build our action worlds for potential sequels coming down the road. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a three. It's fine. Like it's a it's a fine throwaway movie that you can throw on, and, you know, play on your phone around, uh, and and watch for some cool looking action scenes sometimes. I don't know. I like uh, I like Karen Gillan as like the leading lady, like action performer now. Yeah. Um. But like, I don't know. I wish that. She would be in more interesting projects. Uh, let's find out. I like how when I look up Karen Gillan, uh, the first thing that everyone, uh, the first like search result is Karen Gillan height. Uh, she's 5'11". I mean, it's not uncommonly tall. No. But, I mean, I guess it's just tall for a woman, I guess? Like, that's above average for women in terms of height. I suppose. I guess. Uh, she was apparently in Call of the Wild, uh, Jumanji, Spies in Disguise, Avengers Endgame, Stuber. Yeah, she's basically just action lady now. Yeah. Which kind of which sucks. Doctor Who. Yeah. She was in Doctor Who. Uh, she was also in that WWE Films movie, Oculus. <laughs> uh... I just can't believe that that was WWE Films. I say it every time I bring up Oculus. WWE Films, and sometimes there are people that go, wait, wait, wait what? And I go, yeah. Produced by WWE Studios. Alright, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I guess the only other thing is, uh, this is on Hulu, but it tangentially relates to Netflix. Uh, I watched the whole Mobile Suit Gundam Origin uh, series. It's basically six, like, movies like there hour there are hour long episodes uh basically highlighting everything that starts the the inciting incident of uh at least the inciting incident of the original mobile suit gundam so it's like the backstory basically of Shar Osnabal who is the main antagonist for the show uh it's it's good uh there's one episode that that's the best that's episode 3 it is staggeringly <laughs> the best episode because it's the most Shar Osnabal otherwise like it's a lot of political shit and Stuff I don't care about. Uh, but I felt like it, it might have been necessary to watch it before I watch all the Gundam movies on Netflix. 
Uh, and now I'm thinking maybe that's not the point. Maybe I should have just watched the movies instead. <laughs> but I will say, uh, Keith Silverstein as Shaw Rosnabal, very good vo- vocal performance. Nice. Well, uh, before we before we cut to a break here, uh, I just want to bring this up because I just read it. So, like, they <laughs> they have confirmed like there is a new Jackass movie coming. Yeah, these dudes are like almost fifty years old, but uh, apparently test filming started in early March twenty twenty. Uh, boy. Right, right as COVID started to ramp up, huh? Uh, but two days after they uh, started filming, both Steve O and Johnny Knoxville were in the hospital. Now, I'm not saying them filming Jackass is why we have COVID, <laughs> but there's a reason we have COVID. I don't know if in March are the <laughs> is there just going to be a stunt that's like. Hey, this is where I get the vaccination in my nutsack. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd actually be awesome. I don't know. Like, put it in the context of COVID. Like, it worked for Borat. Yeah. The but Borat 2 was actually very good. That's true. And, and I didn't really even necessarily care that much about the first Borat. Uh, aside from being able to say, my wife... Uh, speaking of which, Ashley and I have had that conversation. You guys getting married? Uh, all I can say is, uh, Ron Paul, it's happening. Dot gif. <laughs> oh man, is Nick gonna uh, per- perform your ceremony? Uh, I promised Corey this many years ago, so it's either courthouse or Corey does it in a fake mustache. Nice. And uh, halfway through it, he has to say, oh, and now I have a goddamn mustache. Uh, I will converse with him about that. But also, she's broached the subject of doing two weddings, like two Two weddings weddings and a funeral. (laughs) Yeah, two weddings and a funeral uh, (laughs) where like Corey will do the ceremony up in Pittsburgh and then all of my people can come to that one. And then uh, or. Either or, it doesn't fucking matter the order. And then her dad will do our ceremony down here, and all of her people can come to that, to that one. And but which one is the with. legally binding one? I don't fucking give a shit. Uh, the, the answer is we're probably going to the courthouse first to get it done, and then none of them are legally binding. They're yeah. just fu- for fucking ceremony. That's what me and my wife did. Yeah. Really, uh, really, really made it not have, like... Such a weight to get it right, because we were already married at the time. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're we not going to spend super much on a ceremony in the first place, because that's fucking stupid. Or a reception. Those are giant wastes of money. Because I remember your wedding. You basically spent your entire time talking to other people, being like, hey, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for coming. That sounds boring uh, <laughs> and sounds awful. And I don't want to do that. So fuck that. I don't know. I liked all the people that were there and wanted to thank them for coming. I would just get up in front of everybody and be like, hey, thanks for coming. I'm not going to come around personally and thank all of you because I think that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I need to go to like... (laughs) 
need to go to people's baby showers and go up to the dad and be like, hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, and on that, we're going <laughs> to segue into a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Fear Street Part 3, 1666. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week. Fear Street, 1666. Fear Street Part 3, 1666, is a brand new movie on Netflix. Uh, It's a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, The origin of Sarah Fear's curse are finally revealed as history comes full circle on a night that changes the lives of Shady Siders forever. Uh... Starring all the same people, Dan. What did you think of this? Oh, this is the best one. Like it's yeah, it, it's the best one. It's not even close, really. Because uh, I, I know a lot of people uh, hate the fucking sixteen sixty six stuff because it's like, oh my god, it's so boring. Uh, that's like the best part of the franchise there has ever been. Like, like yeah. everything that happens is is interesting, weird, and resets how you think about the entire franchise. Uh, and it, all of its goings on up until that point, because it, it recontextualizes everything. Uh, that's exactly correct, and you're very smart. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, there's there's still a, a healthy amount of this that I just don't care for, but uh, that's fine. Um, they they fixed a lot of it. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, I guess we can talk about. Well, no, we can't talk about it not yet, because uh, that's a spoiler. But like, yeah, they they there was a lot of issues in terms of plot consistency and, and actions that characters took uh, that I just went, wait, what? And this movie sort of fixes them. Uh yeah, I don't know. the The first hour of the movie basically is uh the crucible or whatever like yep. name name uh, a witch hunt movie yep no nope, that's it's, it it's and the crucible uh, like right before <laughs> right before me and vanessa watched this uh i was randomly watching some south park episodes uh so we watched the sons of witches episode uh which is like a halloween one that they did um and like Basically, all the all the guys in town, like all the parents would uh, get together and they did a a Jack and Crack party week for Halloween. Uh, So they got a box of Jack Daniels and they got a crack pipe and they got drunk and high out in the woods and dressed like witches. And uh, 
One of them found like a real spell book and was like doing real witchcraft uh, and like gave the rest of them, I guess, a bad reputation because he was like kidnapping kids. And they were like, this is like a witch pursuit thingy. <laughs> it's like a, a witch, a witch hating thing. Um, and like couldn't get to, you know, the phrase witch hunt. So like the whole time I was sitting there next to Vanessa, like this, this movie is a real witch pursuit thingy. And then she was correcting you because she had no idea what you're talking about. No, she watched it with me and oh, was like, well, then there you go. Uh, when I first made the joke, she was like, I was ju- literally just about to say it. And I was like, I'm so happy we're married. Uh, big true. Yeah. So, uh, I made a very distinct proclamation after the first part of, uh, and I have to look up her name of, uh, Kiana Madeira not being a very good actress. Uh, Cause I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like her in the 1994 sections of the movie. I think she is very bad in those. However, uh, in 1666, she is a very strong actress and I'm actually shocked at how much I underestimated her. Yeah, she was doing pretty good. I don't know. I guess I guess I'll just go to like the the biggest thing that I didn't like about this movie, which like of course we knew it was going to happen cuz like the whole thing is bookended with what's happening in 1994, but like at a certain point of the movie, it runs out of things to talk about in 1666, and then it does a fade to black, and then it says Fear Street 1994 part 2. And I was just like, Ugh. yeah, you didn't have to do the Fear Street 1994 part two. As soon as we cut back to the characters, we know it's 1994. You don't like we're not that stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like the the stuff that happened was still neat, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, man, they they did the <laughs> fade to black one week earlier. Yeah. They did fade to black. No time has passed. It's whatever. You just hate you just hate yourself because of your own shitty writing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, like outside of like, cause like you said, it's the crucible during the sixteen sixty six portions. I don't. There's not much to talk about. Like, you you either. It seems like you either like the witch hunt portion of 1666, or you fucking hate it. And that really colors how you feel about the the rest of the movie. Like, I know a lot of people found that part boring, and I found that to be the most enthralling part of the entire franchise. Like, honestly, if the movie was just in 1666 the whole fucking time, I would have probably given this movie, like, the whole series a 9 out of 10. It's that good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I did. I did quite like it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into spoilers and talk about the finale of this uh, little thingy there? They did here. Mm. Nah, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, so with that, let's get into spoilers for Fear Street Part Three, 1966, and Fear Street 1994 Part Two. Thank Let me you. just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. 
Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, so uh, it, it it turns out that the golden boy of, of uh, fucking Sunnyvale yeah. is the bad guy. Yeah, this is where I get to tell you that I was wrong. Uh, so, like, when we did 1994, I was like, well, obviously the witch's severed hand is going to be hidden in Sunnyvale. So she's helping Sunnyvale and, like, hindering uh, Shadyside to get revenge. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not that. Uh, the location of the witch's hand has nothing to do with it. Um the good family of which nick good the sheriff is like the uh the eldest scion and like a recurring dickhead throughout these movies um like their their ancestor in 1666 was the the actual witch and seraphir was framed yeah uh it was it was a pretty good twist yeah, it was something I wasn't expecting. Uh, and as Ashley pointed out, uh, it was uh, history, not her story, that was being told. Whoa. I know, right? But, like, even still, like, yeah, like, mostly with witches from that period of time, it was basically all women. And I think it was probably, like, the most real part of the 1666 part was whenever... Like, all the dudes, like, eventually started talking and were like, hey, these women are witches because they do things that aren't in the Bible. Yeah. Like, hey, kill those lesbians. Yeah. They're, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're gonna turn the frogs gay or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And then I guess like the night. So uh, the real, the really the part to talk about is ni- like like nineteen ninety four, where we spend the rest of, like the the remaining fifty so minutes of the movie, and like as soon as we got back, I was very uninterested because they also spent about three minutes recapping exactly what we had just watched. Like, and I get yeah. that you have to explain to the Josh character that hey, this is what actually happened in history. And this is why we need to stop Sheriff Good now. Like, I get that, but also there's a more elegant solution to that somewhere. I I, I just didn't need a summation of literally the the last hour I just watched. Right. <laughs> uh, then they get uh, Jillian Jacobs, who you know, there's too many Jillians yeah. in Hollywood, and I couldn't remember who the, who the correct one was last week, and that was embarrassing. Listening back to it. Uh, and then they get uh, the the guy who's always being arrested, and uh, they they go to kill Sheriff Good because that's the only way to stop this, apparently. Yeah, and uh, she she almost Britta's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, wait, can I ask about the movie trope? Why does everyone when they want to draw blood cut their fucking hand? I know they cut their hands so much. I don't, I don't get it. Like you need your hands. Your hands are probably the most important part of your body. 
Yeah. You know, other than your brain and your heart and uh, that kind of stuff. But, like, your hands do so much. It's the thing that's let us defeat the monkeys and become the dominant species. Yeah. Because we have the opposable thumb and all of the lesser uh, primates are jealous, I guess. I don't Uh, know. That's true. Why don't why don't monkeys get thumbs so they can be as a a a threat to us? Don't they have thumbs? Know? Yeah, I guess I think a lot of them do. Yeah, their their brains just didn't evolve or something. Like imagine imagine if we shoved like a dolphin brain in a gorilla body. Oh my god! Imagine if uh, we put a human brain in a dog. Then we get the human dog, we get the dog robot invasion, uh, and then we have to send them into an alternate <laughs> dimension. Where are my testicles? Jerry, come to rub my face in urine again, have we? <laughs> this is a weird segment. <laughs> it's a weird episode, it's just weird. Uh, I mean, they they win, they they kill Sheriff Good. Everything goes back to normal. No one mourns the the people that all died because, you know, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, I guess kind of the biggest letdown is like once the, once the twist and the pivot happens, like the rest kind of goes the way you would think. Yeah. For the most part. I don't know. Like. There was, I guess, some interest. Was there interesting stuff? I mean, watching watching all the killers fucking murder each other was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. But then, like, they revert back and they're like, "Oh, we have to kill these people that they're staring at us and watching us murder each other." So, I mean, they they all, I mean, they win. They they kill Sheriff Good, and everything goes back to the way it should be because everyone's like, "Oh." Sheriff Good turns out to be the the serial murderer, and I'm like, how? How how do we have the evidence to make him the murderer? Like, did you discover a kitty porn dungeon a la the Patrick Swayze thing from Donnie Darko? Like, what what happened here? I don't know. I think they just kind of hand-waved it away for the most part. He's definitely the murderer. And I, I love the incredulous people uh, across the street from Sheriff Good's house. Whenever you you have the uh, whenever they come out of of the basement, all dirty and bloody, and then they get in their car <laughs> to drive away, and they get fucking t boned. Yeah, that's true. Fucking white people. Oof. Uh, I don't think there's much else to talk about. So, uh, what would you give the movie? And, uh, you know, fuck it. What would you give the whole series as a rating as well? I don't know. This movie... I'll go three and a half. Mm-hmm. I, like, it, it fixes a lot of the problems. It it was pretty good. Um, overall, as a series, I, I don't know. I'd go maybe three. I think it's worthwhile. It's not not a fucking waste of time, at least. Uh, I will say nothing else because those are my exact thoughts. Uh, still, the 1666 portion is the best part of the series, period. 
Yeah. But you have to wade through some shit to get there. Yep. All right, cool. So that's it. We're done with Fear Street. Uh, we don't talk about this until they decide they want to make Fear Street Part 4, which they clearly set up for. Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't know why people don't ever, like, stop and get the the MacGuffin so that they can destroy it. She right? just ran right by the devil book. Yeah, I'm like, why it's did you like, walk well, by now, the, the book? <laughs> well, now somebody's going to have the devil book. And then somebody goes and takes the devil book. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. It's like, all right, now somebody has the devil book. Fear Street, part four. The Reckoning. Fear Street, part four, 2019. Uh... They use the devil magic to make a terrible disease <laughs> and get revenge against the earth. Yeah. Please Dumb don't thing. make that movie be so bad. Uh, that's true. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Caleb, what are we doing next week on the show? Uh, next week, we are watching Never Have I Ever Season 2, and on the back of that, we're watching Sexy Beasts. Sure are. Can't wait. Tell them stuff, Dan. Tell them, Steve, Dave. Uh, thank you to Space Weather oh, for the use of our theme boy. song. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mole rats. <laughs> uh, you can find our show at <laughs> Netflixandspill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Spill. If you want to contribute to our Patreon page, go to patreon.com slash Netflix and Spill to contribute there to us monetarily. Also, you can buy merch. People buy merch for, for from us. Uh, check out our two-star review shirt. It's a very funny shirt. It's all improvised. It came straight from the internet from some guy who didn't like our podcast. Uh, that's it. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. All that shit. Uh, also, uh, let's hope to God Netflix allows us on their podcast service whenever they make that, because that's apparently still in the works. Yeah, that'd be cool. In a thousand years, we'll get right on it. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, which is... Uh, the pill I had to swallow when I realized I read the news wrong for our first story today. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going back to high school, taking reading classes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, that's, that's the whole show. Uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.